0: Welcome back to another fun episode uh, and recording with the card slingers and today
1: hmm? (laughs) I'm doing I'm 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 (laughs) subbing in for the the mouth air horns I know up is down (laughs) left is right (laughs) and we have a
0: special special air horn um but the person as we're recording is on my left but uh, today, we're going to be getting down to business. And what I mean by that, we're going to talk about the business, the, the business of readings. And we have um, our friend and tech guy and somebody that we've been chatting with for almost a half hour about some of the topics that we hope to get into today, John uh, Brubrugi, otherwise known as John for Herber, Herber, Herber,
1: with <laughs> Melissa. I love that yeah. Yeah. So
0: welcome <laughs> on in, John. Thank you for joining us today.
2: Thank you. Oh, it's so great to be here. This is this has already been fun, fun, fun. So I'm <laughs> looking forward to digging into this.
1: Heck yeah! So we wanted we uh, you you talked to us a little bit before we started the recording, but like, tell us how you got into um, the card slingers orbit.
2: Okay. Well, uh, Melissa Sonova put out a message um, maybe a year and a half ago, needing some tech help with something, and I'm on her newsletter. I've been. You know, uh, studying tarot for quite a while, and uh, it was eleven o'clock at night. And the her newsletter came in, and she had a message in there says, "I don't know shit about tech, but uh, maybe <laughs> someone can help." And I I looked at that, and it's like it's eleven o'clock. Yes, I just replied very gingerly, said, "Hey, if you need some tech help, uh, you know, it's kind of my it's kind of my thing." And she wrote back two words: "Fuck yeah!" I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that's a yes. So, and from that well, point on, well, I mean,
1: yeah, it, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, that's I was in there. Yes. That's, a fuck yeah. <laughs> that's a Melissa yes. Yeah, that's a that's Melissa yes. Yeah.
2: Yep. <laughs> so, um, I yeah, kind of, we became friends. Um, I, I've helped her with her website, a lot of her t- technology choices, like hey, let's use this instead of that. Um, we're you know, big picture stuff too. Mm-hmm. Where where are we going with the business? So that's kind of how I got introduced to to, to Melissa, and then. Of course, uh, card slingers was shortly after that, and I think I saw both of you at um, the uh, kitchen table gathering. So yes. that's that's where I got to see your faces too. So
1: yeah, yeah, we were yeah. kind of we were kind of like attendees, and also um, I don't know, like moderators, I would yeah. say, yeah. or or yeah. shit starters. Oh, probably both. I, I mean, yeah, I was trying to do
0: more moderation stuff, and occasionally we would like rebel rouse and chat about Melissa or something that was being said, and you know, try, watching her try not to break character and you know give us a few <laughs> fingers or a few extra fucks or fuck you's, you know, it was always it's always fun. It's always fun. It's a love language, honestly. It is, Absolutely. it really is. And we love you, Melissa. We really do. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's you know, again, you know, the reading, the business of readings, a lot of readers tend to think okay all i have to do is read a book you know get it and get a deck or maybe not maybe they read from the book i don't know and they go this is easy i can spew some stuff about the cards and i can that means i can you know put up a sign hold the shingle up and say hey i'll do readings for two hundred dollars and you know this is my new living right Right, I mean that's what right. we all did,
2: right? <laughs> yeah, <we kind> of, <laughs> sure, that brings me no. that brings me back to my first uh, entry into the business world. So um, my um, my history is in tech, of course. Um, quit the day job, and <clears throat> I figured, well, all I have to do is is kind of help people with tech and send them an invoice, and um, we should be good to go. So for the first eight years of, of running my business, I ran the business for twenty years. For the first eight or so, I thought I was. The tech person. And when I got some good business advice and good business coaching, I realized my role was I'm a business owner. And so if there's any piece of advice I'd like to give to tarot readers, it is think of yourself as a business owner and um, just l- little things too, right? So mm-hmm. I, I know uh, in, in a previous episode, um, Teresa talked about this, you know, do it right. Get all the pieces in place like your uh your keep your finances of your business separate from your uh from your personal ones. Um you know get a website get get your get your um um get a real business entity an LLC all that stuff about business and um yeah long and short of it is uh if you think of yourself as a business owner you kind of realize what your actual purpose in life is is it's not just to be out there doing readings, but of course you are doing that. It's to ensure that your business has continuity. So if you Ooh. think of yourself as a business owner, um, one of the things that's going to be on your mind is your um, is marketing and sales. You need to ensure today that your business is going to be there tomorrow. Um, you also have to think things like you know real big topics like uh, mission and vision. What What is your vision? What is your five-year goal? Where do you want to be in five years? So thinking real big picture stuff for the business.
1: Yeah, this might not be a very sexy episode of the Card Slingers <laughs> Coast to Coast podcast, but I think it's going to be a really necessary one because mm-hmm. I know... I I know when I've like, we were talking a little bit about conferences um, before we started recording and there was one year at a conference where Teresa Reed, the tarot lady, who we had on a previous episode, like John was saying. Actually, it's going to be in the future. A future episode. uh, Yeah, Whatever. (laughs) You hear it. We recorded it. It's going to be out there. And I suggest that you check out that episode when it goes up. But um, when... When I was at that particular conference, Teresa was hosting a breakfast roundtable where it's just like you bring your food Mm -hmm. to the the main ballroom and you have a topic in mind to discuss. And then people like share the mic and pass the mic around and give your opinions. And one of the opinions that kept on coming up was that tarot readers shouldn't charge. And so it became this (laughs) whole conversation. And so like, this is the the failing of the podcast, because I just saw the look on John's face and he's (laughs) horrified. And that was my reaction, too, because- you know, it's just like I grabbed the mic from the next person. And I was just like, OK, well, how are you guys here? Like, how were you able to register for this conference all weekends? Because it's just like because it's not cheap no. to go to conferences, especially if it's a conference that's not in your geographic area. You have to mm-hmm. um, pay for travel. You have to pay for lodging in the hotel room. Usually you stay in the hotel where the conference is at but i'm just like i looked around the room and i asked everyone where is your money coming from and you know if it's like if you're not charging for your readings like get off your high horse because it's just like there's some kind of support there that that you are using to pay for the registration of this conference so yep. like don't like if you don't charge for readings Fine. That's great. It's a decision that every reader has to make for themselves. Mm-hmm. But if yeah. you are in the business of charging for readings, don't shame those people yeah. that that are charging or not charging. Like, yeah. like choose for yourself, but then don't shame yeah. people for charging. It's just like, where is your money coming from? Yeah. <laughs> See, and I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, for me, it's like
0: again, I don't know if this how big this is now because a lot of the younger readers are charging, which is good. Mm-hmm. But like from Gen X up, there was this weird, real divide where tarot is a spiritual gift. It was given to you. You were touched by the tarot whatever's, the almighty, you know, fuck all's. <laughs> they went ding. And then you're supposed to just give out this information for free because it's spiritual. But like at the Soulful Proprietorship, one of the biggest things that I went home wasn't from the, you know, from Teresa or any of the other um, instructors per se. It was from another attendee, Megan Potter, who basically said, she flat out told me my business was going to fail because I didn't have, you know, an idea of what the business was. And that was the best thing I learned and Mm -hmm. the hardest thing. But she also did, uh, came to us one night and just started talking about how, you know, churches. You know they they get money they get millions of fucking dollars Yep. and and yet yep. they're telling us that oh tarot is sanctified spiritual it's like we're well, your shit sanctified spiritual you know but you know this, it's like where's my private jet
1: yeah you know,
2: <laughs> well i think that 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 brings a point that, that i wanted to make and that is that if you're owning if you own a business you need to invest in the business so the same way you would invest um, money, you know, for something else like um, retirement or whatever, investing in yourself and in your business is going to ensure that your business serves you well in the future. So how, how what does that look like for tarot? It's going to be investing in your own education. So conferences, courses, you know, training, but then also investing in good, good business tools. So um, uh, along that lines, I've got, I have kind of a list here of things that I think, should be part of your 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 business tool set
0: please please jump dive okay. right in hey everybody this whole episode is your homework so listen take <laughs> notes because john right. and notes. you know just
2: figure out which part of these do you have and which you don't have i would say most people that are maybe gen x age or so are very comfortable with these tools but you know maybe not everyone um but here on on my list i i, I say um you need a website so that's controversial in some places but i'll, I'll come back to that one um, you need an email marketing tool. You need a tool that's going to get your word out there to subscribers. Um, you need some kind of a scheduler. Most people use Calendly or um, Acuity. There's a bunch of them out there. Um, you because Tarot is now uh, done so much remotely. You need a remote tool such as Zoom. Um, you probably need a place for documents. Uh, you probably need a, a professional email. By the way, um, that's, that's one of my pet peeves in tech. A lot of people still use Gmail or uh, Yahoo email addresses. If you own your own website, you can get your own email address that's associated with your, uh, with your, with your domain. And what that does is it tells people I'm serious, I'm a business owner. This is my identity. It's it's a branding thing. And it shows people that you have, you've kind of got your shit together, right? So yeah. um, I don't know
1: why I railed against that for so many years, but I finally <laughs> like gave in and I was just like, yeah, you know, like it looks, I, I, unfortunately, like no shame to those email right, right. Yeah. platforms, it's but it's like, it looks more professional when it's, it's, it's like a, Hillary, it's Hillary at tarotbyhillary.com. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. It's, right. it's a I'm John stone. At tarot geek. Yeah.
2: So, I mean,
0: I mean, all yeah. of us have Gmail. And I will say this. I've had a huge fucking beef with Google Gmail these days. Because if I use my Gmail and I send an email, say, to the card slingers, hey, here's our recording room. Come on in. I've been online for two hours. Let's chat or something, you know. And they sometimes don't get it. So, like, the I have Zoomy cats. They are running around. So, that's what that sound was. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, yeah. Go, kitties. They also hate Gmail. No. um <laughs> But, yeah, but Gmail's been doing something odd where it just decides to send the carrier pigeon, the the (laughs) e-pigeon, as I like to call them, whenever the hell they want to. So having your own domain puts you in some ways off a Gmail system so that you can, you know, track and look and see exactly when your stuff's getting um, sent out. Granted, you know, um, that's, you know, I've had no issues with a .com. Right. You know, it's, I don't know about the other ones. Like, you know, the
2: I'll, I'll admit it's not easy to do all that, to get all that stuff set up. Mm-hmm. Um, you, if, if you're not a techie, uh, you probably need someone with technical skills to kind of get that stuff all set up. But the end result is you, have, you own that domain, you own that brand, and you own that email address that clearly identifies who you are. So um, other business tools, let's see, uh, marketing stuff. So, you know, if you're going to be doing Canva um, or a similar tool, getting your graphics to to look good. Um, And then there's there's like all the different little social media tools. Um, Social media is a big part of the customer journey, which we should probably talk about, too. Um, But. Having a tool that helps you schedule out your social media. I love those schedulers. So I can, you know, sit down and really think through all my social media uh, for the next, I don't know, maybe month or so, and then plan it out and have the scheduler kick that out there on the appropriate time.
1: Yeah. Totally. Like, and also you can edit you can edit that too right. when something when something in the world happens because like yes. nothing annoys me more when people don't look at their scheduler and then some some world tragedy happens and then there's a tone-deaf social media oh, post I, that goes yes. out and I'm just like That will turn me off faster than for anything else. So, like, use the scheduler. That's what it's there for. But also monitor your scheduler to make sure Mm -hmm. you're not tweeting about like happiness and love. And then there was like an eight point five or earthquake in this region of the world that you happen to be popular Mm -hmm. in. It's just like they're not going to appreciate that. No, no. You know,
2: it's it's part of the. Sorry, just one real quick. we, we talked about having business systems set up so that you have things on automation, but it is never set it and forget it. You have to really be in tune with what your systems are doing and know when there's a problem or something that needs to be changed.
0: Totally. And that goes for websites. Like if you do use your own like WordPress hosted, like you can put WordPress on your domain and have it used for yourself. You can even, you know, control when those blog posts go out. Of course, like as everybody said, yeah, sure. If you want to make a mem on accident saying, hey, love and light, you know, and then have it stacked up or near, you know, uh, you know, something on Twitter, which does happen. I got a COVID shot and then Critical Role was doing their third um season beginner and I got my third shot in the two were, you know next row. And I was just like, oh my god, it's <laughs> I mean, That stuff can be kind of fun. Cool. But again, you can do website, you know, um, you can schedule out like some of your blog posts, but it's still good to every now and then do that spur of the moment thing, you know, it's, it's Ooh. just because it makes it more personal it, mm-hmm. when and then interact. Yes. And to interact and people will know whether or not you're, you're doing it via scheduler. I know right now, like it seems on Twitter, uh, or not Twitter, but Instagram, like making patterns and stuff in the nine square is a huge thing right now for a lot of, um, I guess the, I guess we're still calling them influencers. I don't know, but They'll like set up, you know, things where their nine square has a pattern or hmm. parts of like a bigger, you know, image so that when you go to that page, it it sets stuff up. So there's, again, people are doing some really weird, cool things with the media. Yeah.
2: Yep. Um, you touched on website a second mm-hmm. ago, and I want to talk about that. So there's been a um, a myth that, oh, you don't need a website because now we have social media. And yeah, right. Everyone's perfect. We're 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 We're, we're
1: shaking our heads. No, exactly. Exactly.
2: (laughs) So here's here's the thing. You own that real estate if you own a website. The domain, the website is yours. No one can Mm -hmm. take it away from you. On social media, Facebook, um, Instagram, TikTok, um, LinkedIn, they, the owners of those platforms control them. And I have personally had clients who have been shut down, their businesses shut down because they were, uh, they had their entire revenue stream, all their money coming through one of these platforms. So uh, wow. one of my clients um, had a huge Etsy shop, and due to nothing, you know, um, it wasn't anything she did, there was a glitch somewhere, and suddenly all of her revenue went to zero. And it is now 11 months after that happened, and she's just barely squeaking by on a few sales Oops. here and there coming through her her website directly. But how scary. Imagine all of your revenue, all of your leads, all of your customers are coming through one of these platforms and suddenly gone.
1: That's terrifying. I it mean like yeah you want you want to funnel like I'm John I'm so glad that you mentioned that because mm-hmm. um we we love like we we love social media here, and I mean, like we connect. I mean, Jamie doesn't. Some, some of us, <laughs> some of us dudes. That Jamie's sure just like, it. fuck no. Like, um, I know that. I it's yeah, it's
2: Keep going. but, Keep going, but it's
1: supposed to. It's supposed to enhance or augment the experience. It's not supposed to be the main source of revenue because you're not in control of that. You're exactly. in control of your website, and this is the reason why having a website and mm-hmm. having a mailing list is so important because that is direct. That is one-to-one. You are mm-hmm. speaking directly to people that have raised their hands and said, I want to hear from you.
0: Yep. And
1: that, that doesn't have to be dictated through an algorithm. Yeah. So it's just like if you're sending out a newsletter, your newsletter is being sent out to everyone that signed up for that newsletter. If yep. you're creating a Facebook post or whatever, maybe only 30% no of people mm-hmm. might be seeing that post and it's really infuriating. So how do you get around the algorithm? You don't. You don't play that game. You make mm-hmm. sure that it's direct.
2: Yep. We have a saying in business that says <clears throat> the worst number in in, in business is 1. If you have one revenue stream or you have one, um, you know, one social media feed or something like that, you need to have multiple sources. Where do you get your leads from? Well, I get some from Google. I get some from Facebook. I get some from, from, from Twitter. You have to have multiple sources of things so that you're never dependent on one thing going bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's, here's, my, here's my take on social media. So let's talk about the customer journey. Yeah. So the customer journey is how does someone who's never heard about you become your paying client? And I'll say it's it's a pretty big leap. It does happen. Sometimes it happens. It's a pretty big leap for someone who's never heard about you to become your client, a paying client like that. There's always a journey. And sometimes that journey is compressed into a couple days. Sometimes that journey is weeks or years. But um the the journey I like to talk about is that outer ring or that 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 further the first step in the journey is is where they hear about you and that's usually going to be social media Mm -hmm. could be um social media could be they forward someone forwards your newsletter to that person uh, or maybe you've presented in person so because tarot Mm -hmm. because we still do things in person um Maybe someone heard you speak or or met you at a conference. But point being is that that outer ring or that that furthest out, that first step is they just heard about you. Okay, the next step along that customer journey is going to be that they connect with you in some way. So they like a post, they comment, um, maybe they, they interact with you in some way. So that interaction brings them one step closer to you along that journey. The next step is going to be, um, a, what we call a micro commitment. They 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 commit to do one thing. Usually, that's they sign up for their, your newsletter. Um, they could also, if you have, um, uh, yeah, there, there's, there's there's many ways to do it. Like, like, let's say you have a webinar or some, um, uh, you know, a free Zoom call, but they make a small commitment. They say, yes, I'll come on and I'll do something. Uh, I'll connect with you in a bigger way than just saying I like on social media. Mm-hmm. The, the next step is they try out your services or they buy a small thing that you offer yeah. um, both of both of you guys are are authors so one of the steps is someone hears about you they find out your authors they're going to maybe buy your book Yeah. so they've made a small commitment a small financial commitment so they say is this the reader I want to work with and then that last step is they become a client that journey rarely like I said a minute ago rarely do you get someone who never heard about you. Sign up to become a client, to pay you. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Almost all your clients are going to come from one of those inner rings or one of those steps. So uh, my advice for business owners, uh, tarot business owners, is at every step along the way, think about where that new client might be along that journey. Um, I've seen some of my clients try and pitch on social media, hey, buy my $400 package. Like no, they're 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 way out there in the, the beginning ring. They don't know you. You can make that pitch when they're a little closer to you, when they've yeah. signed up for your free service, your cheap, you know, your cheap product. Um, but you can't pitch a four hundred dollar package um, to someone who's just seen you on social media.
1: Yeah, I mean, like this is so this is so interesting because like I can I can think of only one of my clients that went from outer ring to like you know? buying like a private party da 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 da, da like. Like there's mm-hmm. no, no interaction. It was just a feeling. And she ended up being like one of my best clients. I've worked mm-hmm. with her to this day, you know.
2: Yep. But that's but, the exception, not the rule, right? But that's
1: the, exce- that's the exception, not the rule. And I think that people are really working towards the exceptions and not mm-hmm. the rule. Like how many... Like you talk about the rings and the customer journey, which is like really great that we need to put ourselves in that customer journey uh-huh. shoes to, to walk it through and be like, okay, if, if in the outer ring, what are they seeing in like a little bit closer? What are they seeing? Mm-hmm. What am I putting out there? Like, when will they like buy like the micro commitment, like perhaps an email reading, which is my, my cheapest offer to yep. like, kind of like. It it is not like really a try before you buy, but it is like, it's just like, they're going to usually buy smaller before they buy bigger. And that just makes a lot of sense. So like how many touch, like, I think of it as touch points, like the interactions as touch points. So like on average, John, how many touch points do people really need to have before they're going to like put down their credit card?
2: 30. Thank you. It's huge. I mean, do the back in the you know when back in the days when when people were first starting to do this stuff, you could get by with like five six, seven, something like that. It's now thirty or even forty. <laughs>
1: Jamie was just counting on her hands, like <laughs> like, like, well, like, well, it just like it used to be five to se- it used to be yeah. five to seven, right? but I had and, five, and now it's like yeah. mean,
0: thirty. But the question the question be- becomes because, like, you know, my cheapest offering is the free, you know, let's talk for forty five up to forty five minutes. So no a consultation, yeah, basically, but ju- yeah, just to a, see the, right. the match, is yeah. there. But yep. it's like if we're talking the touch points, you know, it's like yeah, my book. I've done over 20 decks and, you know, we count each one of those decks as a touch point because I was kind mm-hmm. of consolidating it into like the book, the publishing, you know, the deck publishings, the the podcast, my website, you know, you know, coming in from the the writing world because I've done mm-hmm. other things, the magazine, Carter Mansour magazine, you know, all that stuff. You we're know? taking notes here too, by the
1: way. Save, save the
2: recording. Yeah, like,
0: yeah, <laughs> like for me, I'm not, um, I'm not, you know, completely business sense. So, yeah, John, you and I are going to be talking a bit after after newts because we're recording awesome. this pre newts But you know, yeah, I. Yeah, thirty. I'm like thirty. I'm sitting here going thirty. I don't have thirty ways, but I probably do. Just because if you yeah. look at it, individuality.
2: Yeah, if you think about yeah, all your social media and your newsletter and the books, and you know, there's so many ways that people. It's it's kind of like a spiral almost, and the closer they yeah. get to the center of you, the more things they've 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 um, interacted with you in some way. Um, I like I love that uh, the free consultation. That's that's mm-hmm. really that's very powerful. Uh, another way people do it is with like a free course out there. So they might yeah. do like a course on Udemy or or Teachable that's free or low cost, right? Maybe a $10, mm-hmm. you know, Terra 101 course. And, you mm-hmm. know, they might graduate from or that. A chal-
1: through- or a challenge or an experience. Yeah, right. Yes, yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah.
2: So those things where you're getting people interested, they're interacting, they're having fun, they're getting something of value for a low commitment, which gives them the comfort to say okay I'll buy a $200 reading from you you're the one I mean you 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 showed me that you know your stuff I can trust you and let's do this thing but it's it's yeah. people need that journey to get there true
1: yeah yeah and i mean like i we we talked about this a little bit before we started recording where this this myth that i like absolutely hate but i think a lot of tarot readers just want to read tarot you know and it's just Mm -hmm. like okay well if you want to be in business like you have to wear a lot of hats until you're ready to be able to delegate or hire people to help you with that Mm -hmm. stuff but in in the beginning in the beginning Mm -hmm. like you're not just a tarot reader and i know you want to spend your time doing that but at the same time like you're you're probably going to be like that's the that's the least amount of time because you have to Pay attention to this customer journey and, yeah. you know, yep. get the clients in to be able to read. And one of the biggest myths that pisses me off, like, I've never, I've never watched Field of Dreams because of this <laughs> one <laughs> phrase. Hillary,
0: Hillary is younger, younger with the gen, than the Gen Xers because we, I definitely watched I'm, it.
1: I'm an elder. I'm an elder millennial. Mm-hmm. So, 1981. Um, if you build it, they will come. Like, talk to us, John, about why that is such a dangerous thing to say to right. someone that wants yes. to make a living doing tarot.
2: Yep. So when I was studying marketing, um, I was I had a pretty nice blog. I was blogging, and I went to a marketing course. And one of the biggest, you know, influencers at the time um, was saying, I think his name was Derek Halpern. But anyway, he said, "Listen, you guys, I know you're all out there. You're getting your word out there, but he said." For every blog post, you're going to spend 30% of your time writing content and 70% getting the word out there. Marketing. It's 30-70. If you build it, the 30%, and you don't do the marketing, the 70%, they won't come.
1: Yeah, it's Derek oh. Helper. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good. So, uh, yep. yep. Um, that was
2: such a wonderful conference. And that 30-70 that stuck with me because the audience went dead silent. They're like, what? Really? we have to really get out there and and he yeah. he's right you have no matter how good your thing is whether you're it's your reading or your your what what how no matter how good your business is if you're not marketing if you're not getting the word out mm-hmm. there um it's not going to get found and the whole point yeah. of you being in business to be a tarot reader is that you want people to come to you and that's you know there's no other way to say it it's marketing yeah so yeah. if, you, if you build it and you market it <laughs> right yeah. Yeah. if you build it and market it they will come
0: yeah, you got to right. use that voice. But you got to get out there. You gotta, you gotta talk. You gotta. This is why, like, you know, at conventions, I do a lot of promotion for new newbie writers in the field of wanting to write books like tarot books or other esoteric stuff to write for the Carter Mancer magazine. I know I don't hmm. talk about that a lot here. I'm the associate editor of the Carter Mancer, but writing for a magazine, a, you know, like ours, we we call ourselves a metaphysical journal for diviners. It's a good way to break into. Can you write on spec for two, you know, for two thousand words? Can you hit a deadline? And sometimes this sparks that that growing joy to people that say, you know, that was fun. Maybe I could write a chapter. Maybe I can write a fifty thousand word book or a sixty thousand word book on tarot on my perspective, because everybody's voice in this community matters, and I want to read more perspectives. Because yes, I can babble on all day, like Melissa Hillary. You know, John and anybody else important. You know, of what we do, I'd rather read and learn from others too and uplift voices. So,
1: yeah, <laughs> you, you sparked
2: an idea for me. So now, 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 I've got a way to contact you and and I got to work with you on this. So,
1: totally. <laughs> we well, we'll right. so like you're, you're talking. You're talking to two writers over here too. I don't know that background. Yeah, yeah,
0: and that and that's something else. A way you can get people in. You know, if you don't. If you're more of the introvert, your books, you know, not possibly not more than one, but, or, you know, you start with the one, but you might have to do more or something, but you still can make your presence and your voice heard through books, through uh, podcasts, Mm -hmm. starting your own podcast.
2: Oh,
1: yes. I'm trying. I'm trying to um, (laughs) to wheedle Mr. Tarot by Hillary into into his own podcast. So we'll see see how that goes. I think this is probably going to be a very good episode for him to listen to, too. Absolutely. Um, But like talking about voice as well, because I think that is something that helps with the marketing process, helps to differentiate you from Mm -hmm. another tarot reader, because it's just like... Yeah, like yes. that that niche or niche or you know, sexy marketing term, whatever. It's just like it is very similar to like writer's voice. It's a it's a reader's voice. It's like, mm-hmm. how do you read? What makes you unique? What makes mm-hmm. you different? What makes yep. you marketable almost? Because like I had like when I was a younger reader, um, my my ex that I was with at the time, he was also a reader, and I would read for him and I would be like in tears at the end of the reading because I read tarot differently than him. He was very good at summation and I was just not, but I was going really in depth with each of the different cards. And then I finally had to like talk to myself in the mirror and be like, you're going to read differently from your boyfriend. (laughs) Like, like, come Mm -hmm. on now. And it's just like, and he wouldn't be asking you for a reading if he didn't appreciate how you read. So like, Mm -hmm. just read how you read. And I think for newer readers, they kind of fall into this rabbit hole of like trying to read like someone else. And it's mm-hmm. just like, you're doing yourself a disservice, especially if you want to do this as a business, like yep. what, what makes you unique? And some of that you might have to get feedback from the mm-hmm. people that you're reading for. And it's just like, what about this reading is different? Like, yep. how can I promote myself in such a way that shows or showcases my talents or how I read to be able to put that into my marketing or my web copy or yep. what have you and to make I'm it gonna, even... hang on i'm going to jump oh. into
0: that this, right. this idea <laughs> of the mimicry and this will go you know i think yes. dovetail perfectly into what you're going to say um the idea of mimicry like either you're you're learning terror you're mimicking the the you know the the style or even on website copy and stuff you know like some of us we we you know we tell our mentors or our, fr- our mentees and friends or sometimes even our mentors to go look at our page and if you need something from that you know read it learn it and then translate it to yours. So this idea of mimicry, model yeah mm-hmm. modeling yeah modeling and don't, mimic. Mimic. Well, I don't mean, mimic well don't well, mimic well model. mimic make mimic up front but then you develop into your own thing and that's why yes. a lot of classes that teach reading discourse or how to read they'll model something you'll mimic it. But then, you you know, like my classes, I say, I'll, you know, take what you like, get rid of the rest, you know, and then that's how you kind of develop out, you know, that idea of, you know, kids, you know, parroting parents. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm.
2: taking that that topic a little mm-hmm. bit bigger of, of niching down or niching down, finding what I often ask my clients is, why should someone come to you as opposed to anyone else? What is special mm-hmm. about you in your business, whatever that business is, that, um, you can really announce to the world. So um, when you're when you're trying to do search engine optimization for a website or when you're trying to buy ads, and you know, this is something that maybe a beginning tarot reader business is not going to do. You probably won't be buying Google ads or, or Facebook ads. At mm-hmm. some point, when you start considering for paid advertising, you have to have a very specific niche or what, what, what makes you different than anyone else? It could be location, right? It could be, I'm the only, you know, I'm the only reader in this, um, this small town, okay? That could be your niche. Mm-hmm. You could be very specialized in a kind of reading. Like, I only do a couple readings. I only do parties. Or you could, um, it's, it may be in how you read, like you were just saying a minute ago, your style of reading. But having that specific thing, what makes you awesome as you're both keeping in your mind but also in terms of what your website reflects about you if someone is googling i need a uh, i need a tarot reader for a financial problem or a business problem it's going to be a completely different list of people that come up than the list that you're that someone would type you know i'm having a relationship problem so niching down or niching down is so important both for your own um your own mindset and your own method of reading, but also for making your business totally unique.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, and there are some people that it's just like, I don't like doing those readings. So uh-huh. it's just like, so why would you advertise like, yep. Oh, I, I specialize in love readings when you hate doing love readings doesn't mean that you can't do them doesn't mean that you're you're not capable of doing them but it's just like but don't advertise the things that you want to do less of
0: Mm -hmm. right google will send
2: you traffic if you have it on your website if you don't want it don't put it on there
1: right like don't don't put up a twin Mm -hmm. twin flame reading if you absolutely want to gouge your eyes out at the phrase That's my example, because yeah.
0: I, I, I hate that. Um, <laughs> that brings up another good topic, the idea of, you know, putting it all out there instead of, you know, shrinking down or um, just, you know, overwhelming yourself, especially at the beginning phases of, you know, business, because, you know, for me, I still get this, you know, deer in the headlights when, you know, when everybody talks about business or taxes to me and stuff, I, you know, I, I freeze. And I feel like business needs to be kind of built up. There needs to be stages. Like there's the customer's journey. There's also your journey. You know, mm-hmm. there's, yes. You know, like we keep saying, you know, especially in our what to charge, you know, sessions, if you're on book, let people know you're on book before they buy a reading. Otherwise they're going to yeah. think, oh, you know, this isn't worthwhile or I didn't know you were going to use the book, mm-hmm. but I feel yeah, like there's being stages. Good, transparent.
2: Mm -hmm. yeah um the 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 building of their business the team um let's let's talk about that for a minute so here um what i like about tarot readers is that they're kind of we're we're kind of like artists or athletes in that you are the talent right there -hmm. are many businesses out there where the owner of the business yes
1: We're, doing a well, of the We're the talent, damn it, talent coming through, <laughs> but go on.
2: <laughs> There's many businesses out there where the business owner can actually extract himself completely from the business and literally just own the business and, you know, some uh, some point down the road and the business runs on its own and it just gives uh, delivers income. For artists and tarot readers, you are the talent. You are the business. In terms of what produces the income, so at the beginning you're going to be wearing a lot of hats. You're going to be wearing the the talent hat or the your the product creation, um, and also you know accounting and tech and, and marketing and and uh, customer service. As an artist or as a tarot reader, you can outsource everything else in the business that isn't required by you, which is doing the readings. So at some point you're gonna have a team or virtual team that handles your accounting and finances, um, your tech, your marketing, um, customer service, and um, possibly even scheduling. As, As tarot readers grow in their businesses, they have to do less and less and less of the crap that makes the business run. And as you get more successful, keep it in mind you want to become more mm-hmm. successful you want to get rid of all get all that stuff off your plate so that all you have to do is show up and give amazing readings
0: and everybody does this like even teresa if you followed her blog mm-hmm. years ago it's like she was doing everything And then years ago she hired a va a virtual assistant
2: step number and, one yep
0: you know and that <laughs> helped her and then at one point you know she, even even in her readings, she would start controlling i don't do parties you know like she May have done parties in her 20s, I think. Maybe
1: a little bit in her 30s. But then one day she's like, this is too much for me. She's got the best party horror stories. Like, just (laughs) ask. Like, she really does. There are things that she's spoken about publicly. There's things that she will never speak about publicly. And I'm just like, go on. Like, let me get my, yeah, yeah. my another glass of wine and just yeah. listen to you. But yeah, yeah. I mean, she, she's, you know,
0: that's, that's what I like that John's talking about here is that, you know, you're offloading bits. And you can even do that as the talent, you know, not just like, oh, I suck at drawing, so I'm not going to do any of my design work for marketing. You can be, you know, offloading the reading styles that you don't like, the love readings, the... The parties, Mm. the reading for public, like Teresa does not read for any of any public person anymore. If you are a current client of hers, you get in. You know, she she's kept up with you. But even, you know, in the future, like maybe I think um, when you get to hear our interview, she has she has a deadline for when she wants to retire. And yes, yeah, I, I think love- it's
1: she said like seven years. Yes, yeah, seven so, years. Yeah. So, I mean, there's that,
2: that right that's mm-hmm. a, that goal. What do you want to be doing in five years? What do you want to be doing in 10 years? Okay, well, five is still reading, but 10 years I'm going to be done. So, knowing what your goals and um, your 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 five and 10 year plans are is perfect.
1: Yeah, because oh. I mean, like you, we can, we can talk about this, you know, till the cows come home. And this might be a longer episode, but I think it's important to have this episode yeah. is like knowing what you have in mind here to like like you know it it makes almost that idea of like hiring an accountant be sexier because it's just like this is contributing to that big goal Mm -hmm. that you have so it's just like you can think about it that way and have that mindset shift well and it also
0: helps the stress level you know that anxiety where you know so you don't have to worry about the money so you can go into your readings knowing that you've got somebody to help you with the tax Stuff you can do as many readings as you want.
2: Have like, I have really, stories for you.
0: <laughs> Back I can in the tech give, give, yeah. Go, yeah.
2: go oh, on.
1: Yeah. Give, give one. Give okay, one. One. Then one. don't don't name names. Yeah. All All right. Right. Anonymous. Yeah. Well,
2: so when I first started my business, I was doing everything, and um, I am I am not the guy you want running your finances, and I don't draw nice pictures, but I was doing everything. And finally, I got so busy, and I was working so many hours that uh, my wife, who had a full- time job, said, "You know what? what if what would this look like if I was doing the uh, the bookkeeping because that's that's where she goes. She's very, very organized. What if I were doing the bookkeeping for your tech business?" And I'm like, "Oh, have it. Have it, take it <laughs> on her first day, she went through a list of outstanding invoices and found that I had ten thousand dollars out there that hadn't been paid." Not because people wouldn't want to pay; they just forgot. She made a couple days of calls, and we had ten grand that we wouldn't have otherwise got because Woo-hoo. it was it was on me to do that, and I'm not going to mm-hmm. make those calls. And so wow. I suddenly realized, aha! You outsource the stuff you don't do well.
1: Yeah. So yeah, get it
2: off your plate. Get someone else to do it, and magical things happen.
1: And again, right. like and I mean, past- you, might, you might not be able to do that immediately, but as your business grows, which hopefully mm-hmm. it will you know, you might be able to do that in the future.
2: Yep.
0: And I was just going to add, like, you know, throughout all this time, especially like we're talking about, like, you know, readers needing counselors and stuff, your accountant doesn't have to be that first person, find somebody you jive with, find somebody that's passionate about this, find somebody that maybe might know the business. There are, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, spiritual adjacent people that we can go to. Yep. You know, that's kind of building
2: the whole community, right? Yeah. Community of different service providers. I love how that's working. It's just, really feeling like it's a, a, a good vibe.
0: Yeah. And, and it's supporting it, one another. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, of like, exactly. you know, this is, you know, like there's there's some people that are like, and I'm not talking about uh clothes, I'm gonna use the words closed practice here loosely because I'm not talking about like, you know, tarot is a closed practice culturally.
2: Some Which people it's not,
0: it's not. <laughs> people, you know, pretend like, you know, this is mine. This this niche is mine. And they close off instead of open up and talk. And it's like, to me, I'm like, there's going to be 8 billion people on this planet soon. That's, you know, <laughs> yeah. that's a lot of hella clients. I can't control 8 billion people's readings. I'm going to need help. So, yeah, I'm going to call in Hillary. Yeah, we I'm need help on. Yep.
1: I'm going to help. It's gonna the abundance sure? mindset. Yeah, it is. Abundance. It's, it's- yep. Yeah, and we're we're talking to our we're talking to in it in the card Slingers coast to coast podcast. We are not talking from above. We are talking to our potential colleagues. Yep, and that is how I have always felt approaching these episodes. Same. So it's just like. Like and and that whole concept of you know I don't do love readings or I don't like to do mm-hmm. love readings that becomes a referral process. It's just mm-hmm. like hey listen I know someone that is really really yeah. freaking good at love readings. Yep. Let me refer you and mm-hmm. like let let the person know it's just like oh yeah Hillary Hillary sent me your way, and it's just like that builds the community. Like John mm-hmm. was saying, like Jamie was saying. Yep
2: in those business groups so i'm in a business group called b and i and we have this the concept of givers gain right as you give referrals to other people they're yeah. going to give they're going to respond in 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 in, in kind right. and give you re- referrals too so an, another really powerful way of building your business and your clientele is to find people that you can refer back and forth
0: not only that, but accepting like, um, I think it's the same referral group that you're talking about my um, here in Portland, we have a referral group, you know, like one of the nationwide referral groups. And my neighbor who is a Buddhist uh, Lama, <laughs> runs currently is the head of the Portland one and I got to oh, jump cool. in on a call one day at seven in the morning. And it's really interesting because she's also spiritual and a leader and we have, you know, literally next door, we kind of refer each other back and forth to, you know, people here in Portland, but there are the actual business things like your local um, business group, the commercial groups, the, um, the boards, you know, the, Mm -hmm. the business boards. I feel like it's more important for spiritual practitioners, you know, and of course I'm mentioning us tarot people, To start attending these and lend voices to the credibility of what we do. And, you know, so that we're not like the people that, you know, rip off thousands of dollars to unsuspecting people because curse items or only I can do blah, you know, for that. We need to, you know, this is the way to kind of legitimize and elevate our professions from that, you know, mom or from the book readers that are just doing phone calls because they're reading straight from a book or something.
2: I would yeah. love I mean, to have like a tarot there's... reader in my business group. That would be so cool because they, <laughs> they, number one, they'd be they'd be getting lots of business. And number two, they need all the people in that group. They need the CPA, they need the tech yeah. guy, they need the the marketing person. So it's just a really nice way to make those connections both ways. And it's a an unique perspective.
1: Like, ve- yeah. And like realizing that, like, oh gosh, I think it might have been our last recording or we didn't we didn't we didn't record this, but I remember someone saying it where it's just like, if you are looking to put your business in front of someone or like, like look where you're placing yourself. Mm-hmm. Like like tarot readers are not that great to market to because they already have that skill set. So it's just yeah. like, are you marketing to fellow tarot readers or are you Mm -hmm. marketing to the people that need a tarot reading? And I mean, not everyone needs a tarot reader. Like from time to time we are too close to a situation Mm -hmm. and we need a reader and that's when we'll go outside of ourselves and ask and ask for a reading.
0: In the Carter magazine, I put the part, the card slingers ad for people Mm -hmm. because that, you know, we want to, you know, promote to them, but I also Mm -hmm. put in like my personal ad is, you know, Need You need an editor, need a creative, you know, um, ideation person, that's me. Because I can market to our peers on that level. But yeah, if right. I was going to, you know, publish to a business, you know, magazine or something like that, or even the writer's magazines, I'd be like, hey, I'm a tarot reader that can help you, you know, find your yeah. characters, dig you out of the, the, the um, you know, a writer's block. You know, that's the stuff I want to see that that cross-pollination happen in tarot, you know, it's yeah. like... Yeah, I love number my one,
2: number one rule of marketing is you don't try to market to other marketers. Yep. They they've got that covered, <laughs> right? right? I want to market to people that need the marketing help. You know, so the whole esoteric community, I think, could could use a lot of help in marketing. Yeah. So I
0: think Melissa would and say, do shit where you live," right? You know, I think that's what she should be She'd be like. <laughs> and editors too, live. like
1: mm. that. That like like Jamie was saying, that is also something that I do. I'm a writer. I'm an editor. I'm like by trade. I'm an editor first, and this is something that I studied in college, like my degree is in English, like that, that comes very easily to me. And I think that the metaphysical community sometimes has a real problem coming off as flakes. Mm. And in their copy, sometimes there are really like... Stupid typos, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. guys, yeah. like we don't usage, need that, yeah, argument. we don't need that flakiness, you know, to extend yeah. over to a web copy. You need an editor, like I, I say mm-hmm. this all the time. Everyone needs an editor, also, even editors, yeah, reader, <laughs> well, and, and even editors. And, and there's so. different types of editing. Like if you hire me for something, Hillary's a completely
0: different editor. So it's like, you know, yes, we can work in tandem. I'm not. I'm not good with the marketing, marketing, you know, type editing. And yes, you'll want a marketing type editor probably for your website to look at it from, as John says, the customer's journey Yeah, and the persuasiveness of that copy. Now, if you want something like more like what I do in the LWBs or something, you know, yeah, that's something I can do. It's just amazing.
1: Yeah. I mean, we're all different skill sets, you know. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, that was that was a, that was my problem when I wrote my book. I'm just like put on put on the writer hat. Do not put on the copy editor mm-hmm. hat. <laughs> oh yeah well we can get into Indeed. that the whole writing we can thing get into that in a completely different episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but
0: yes everybody um, writes everybody you will have to write some stuff and you'll have to I mean it's okay if you don't like writing but that's part of the business. You have to learn to deal with business style writing, you know, emails or templates like I template a lot of stuff out. I have, um a, um, let's just call it a cheat folder of like, if I want to review a book, here's what I state or how what part of it do I am I coming at it from the Carter man's room? Am, am I coming at it from card slingers? Yep. you know you know For standard, operating
2: mm-hmm. yeah, right? standard operating procedures yeah standard
0: operating procedures sops
2: is what they call them another big I thing i loved to have writing in
0: sops back in the day <laughs> as a tech writer i was like standard op- sops standard operating procedures let me mm-hmm. add them because i loved
2: yep.
0: it's so the much organization.
2: yep and then once you've got them then you know exactly how to handle mm-hmm. maybe 90 percent of the situations that come your way you've already thought it through
1: or, yeah. if, and, or I mean, if it's get not sick. fun yeah. It's not fun to do that, but like unless I started to do that at the beginning. <laughs> unless you unless, unless you're Jamie Alford. Um <laughs> but you know like having that like I started to do that a little bit when I when I worked with Teresa mm-hmm. originally and like it's just like okay, what do I do to post my card of the day? For example, and it's just like first I do this, mm-hmm. first I do this. And um and you might also find that it's useful to do that when you're doing a tarot reading like how do I prepare for a tarot reading and it might be like going backwards and kind of being like like something that you just do by rote like Mm -hmm. go back to those things that you do by rote and like write them down or codify them in some way because it might be helpful in your mark like this this work that you're doing that's not so sexy may help yeah. you in marketing yourself or, or mm-hmm. web copy when, when you're you get writing a newsletter or when you get your
0: team. As John says, you know at some point you're right. going to be <laughs> you know you're going to be making enough money to hire out a team, and so when you have these things written down, you can say, "Here's my procedures." When we right. created this, um, the card slingers we have a folder that has some of the, you know, the, 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 you know, secrets, you know, of here's where I post, here's how to post. Cause sometimes like the last July we had an episode kind of come late and that's because I was in Salem, Massachusetts. And so you know, and the scheduler didn't work for some. Yeah, reason, the schedule so, didn't you know, work. Yeah, happens. it was up there. But yeah, so I keep you know we keep those operating procedures so that you know hopefully even Melissa could you know she's like the technophobe of our group she can be like I I can't do this and we're like yes you can just follow the steps yes you step can go in step step. and then yep. do it so yep. I mean it, it in 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 the long run all this stuff actually
1: is kind of beneficial.
2: Mm-hmm. It makes yeah, it you the build more systems. You tell-
1: yeah and the more you tell yourself you can't do something well then <laughs> then you're gonna end up yep. not being able to do it. so mindset shift yourself yep. and realize yep. that you are the CEO you are the business owner like the like what John said at the beginning of this episode it was something that Teresa said to me that like went like run your business as a business like mm-hmm. it's not a hobby. that's fine if you want it to be a hobby, if you want tarot reading to be your hobby, fine, that's, that's great. Fine. But if you want your tarot reading to be a business, you have to treat it like a business. Mm,
0: So much good stuff here. John, we could probably talk a lot more. (laughs) However, I think we should wrap it up just because. Yes. It's been about an hour, and I know Kendra will be really curious to see <laughs> that's, how this that's one goes. That's another
1: thing. That's another mm-hmm. thing too, Kendra. Like we're not good at that portion, so Kendra makes yeah. us look and sound amazing. So. so thank you, love. But um, John, where can
0: people find you? Where where could I, you know, what is the customer journey other than here of how I could contact you?
2: So um, I think. The best way for my tarot people to get in touch is uh, tarotgeek.com, tarotgeek.com. And if you want to email me, I'm John, J-O-H-N, at tarotgeek.com.
1: Perfect. Thank Beautiful. you so much. Great. And so the homework for this episode is listen to the episode and think where your gaps are. If you're a business owner and you want to be bus- reading, you know, as a business, look at your gaps um, based on this episode and, and fill in a couple of them. Perfect. Excellent. All right. See you next time, guys.
2: <laughs> Bye. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much for joining us uh, at Cardslingers Coast to Coast. You can check out more episodes at CardslingersCC.podbeam.com. And please send us your questions at CardslingersCC at gmail.com. We'll see
1: you next time.